This episode is sponsored by Equity Taxes. If you're looking for a tax firm that is accessible, convenient, and transparent, they're the best in the game. If you're seeking tax or bookkeeping assistance, they can handle it. For a limited time only, they're offering all Everybody Eats show listeners 15% off of their services. To learn more, schedule a virtual consultation at equitytaxesnj.com backslash appointment. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another current events segment. So we finally decided on a name. It's Midnight Breakfast. So Everybody Eats brings you Midnight Breakfast. Everybody Eats brings you Midnight Breakfast, our current events series. So we finally decided on a name. So that's what we're sticking with. I like it. He likes it. E-Man likes it. So um, on today's episode, we're going to be covering a couple of things. Um, Two main things are going to be NFTs, right? So uh, we'll be covering that and also uh, CCIV, right? So if you guys want to learn more, make sure you're staying tuned. Uh, make sure you're following us on all platforms, on Instagram, everybodyeats.pod, Twitter, EBEpod, YouTube, Everybody Eats Show. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you watch, listen, stream, whatever your podcast, wherever you find your podcast, Everybody Eats Show, we're on there. So make sure you're checking in, staying up to date, following us, and make sure you are sharing with your friends don't be selfish. Everybody eats. All right. So those are uh, housekeeping items, you could say. Um, so let's get right into it. Right. So the first. Um, oh, and before, you know, we introduce our guest. So Manuel Perez is back with us um, on today's um, no, uh, midnight breakfast. So say what's up to the people. Hey, well, first off, you got to have like the radio voice. You know, you got to start off with it's midnight <laughs> breakfast. I get to give him, give him that swag in there. Yeah, I'm excited for, for tonight's midnight breakfast. Uh, this is the third midnight breakfast, and um, yeah, I'm ready to dive right into it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So on that note, um, NFTs, right? So you put me on the game literally yesterday, right? You're like, yo, you got to get into this. You got you to gotta look this up. NFTs and crazy. As you said that, then what else? Uh, EYL, they did their episode with Gary V and they covered NFTs a little bit. Um, so def- definitely the timing was right. Um, so if you could, if you could let people know, if you could kind of like describe a little bit or break down, like what are NFTs? Um, cause there's something new and it's going to be for the future. So if you could kind of like break that down a little bit from what you know, and then we'll talk about it. For sure. Uh, so NFT stands for non-fungible tokens and non-fungible tokens. Um, first let's go back to the word fungible. Uh, fungible means that you can, something has equal value, uh, for its, its other significant part. So um, if if I have one dollar bill, if you have a dollar bill, um, this is fungible because we can both swap it and they both hold the same amount of value. Um, non-fungible, in in a, in a sense, it, it doesn't mean you can't uh, trade it for for equal value. If I'm driving a Camaro and you're driving um, a Dodge Challenger, um, those two cars will be different in value and aren't exactly the same. So in a digital sense, um, we're talking about non-fungible tokens. Um, one Bitcoin will always be equal to one Bitcoin. Uh, the currency price might change, but the, the fact remains that one Bitcoin will also be equal to one Bitcoin. Uh, one doggy coin will also be will always be equal to one doggy coin. And in a digital space, non-fungible assets uh, means that uh, these digital tokens, um, they aren't fungible uh they are limited um 
and uh, they they hold value. And starting the background of it, um, it started back in 2017 with uh, CryptoPunks. Um, these were CryptoPunks uh, were the first NFTs available in the market, and uh, those were available for a set amount for a set amount of price of Ethereum. Um, but now the price is like skyrocket today. Uh, they're all sold out, and what happens is um, you buy them uh, using Ethereum. You connect your uh, your wallet to it, your cryptocurrency, um, and you're able to to buy to buy it, hold it, and sell it. Um, and because you're limited, which right we we know back if we talk about economics and talk about supply and demand, if something is limited and rare and scarce um, in number, the value is going to go up. Um, like, well, why do Air Jordans sell out all the time, right? The ones that are quick striked, especially like the ones that get retroed uh, from the OGs, they're, they're scarce in value. Uh, so to take that same principle and apply it in a digital space, if you have something that's limited, limited in number, um, that value will, will soar uh, astronomically. Sure, for sure. So um, to, to kind of build on that, so definitely what, what I've seen and what I've read um, so far is that uh, NFTs, the, the the dope part about them is that they can be used or I, I don't know the exact proper word, if it's represent or they can be used, but pretty much they can like represent from art pieces, um, video game achievements, real estate, so the, the example that I saw was, for example, if you take an art piece, right? I think art was, was one of the most common uses of an NFT, right? Take an art piece like the Mona Lisa. There is only one Mona Lisa. There's only one original Mona Lisa, right? No matter if you make a represent, if you, you know, make one of your own, if you buy one, get a picture online, regardless, no matter what, there's only one original Mona Lisa. Even if you try to copy it, it is not the original, right? So an NFT is like Mona Lisa plus like, you know, every other famous like Starry Night, you know, there's only one Starry Night. There's only one Mona Lisa. There's only one of those original assets. So even if you try to replicate it and try to make a counterfeit, you cannot because there's only one original, right? And if each, each NFT has like certain information that's like not allowed to, you can't, you just can't uh, replicate it or try to counterfeit it because it, it has like unique information. Like I guess like a, like a fingerprint, right? You can't replicate a fingerprint. So that's what makes them uh, valuable. One is the fact that you can't counterfeit them. One. And then two, again, like you said, they are limited, right? So obviously, you know, the, the reason certain like cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or, you know, Ethereum, the reason some of those whole values is because there's a limited amount. Granted, it might be like in the millions or billions, but there's still a limit. There's a finite amount. After they're all purchased, it's clipped. You can't buy anymore. Unlike right. Doggy Coin, Doggy Coin, I'm pretty sure it's infinite at this point. So like, it's infinite. You know, all five cents. Of it. All yes. five cents, right? So, <laughs> you know, the creator, he literally like he, he just made Doggy Coin for whatever, but it's it's Giggles, yeah, <laughs> literally, literally, he just, he just made it for fun. He literally he literally made it for fun. I think he said he made it in like three hours, but like wow. Anyway, but again, Doggy Coin, like there's infinite amount, so like the value of it's not really it's never really gonna go that high until they put a cap. Um, but to go back to NFTs, that's why they, they hold value because they can like represent like real estate, art pieces, collectibles, right? So if you think about buying and trading, uh, like baseball cards, Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, oh, man, know, comic so books, many. art pieces, 
you know, even like real estate, right? I, I guess like if you think about those, like, you know, th those are all things that we tend to buy and sell, buy and sell real estate, buy and sell, like things that you trade and, and, and buy and sell and things like that. So from what I understand is NFT is going to be that digital version of that, digital collectibles, right? So, um, and you can buy and sell them, I think you just said, like with cryptocurrencies. Um, so, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. you mentioned uh, Ethereum. So would you have to buy, let's say, a, a, a NFT piece costs, um, like a hundred bucks, would you have to then throw in a hundred dollars worth of Ethereum into like, yeah, would you have to purchase a hundred dollars worth of Ethereum then to go purchase that, you know, said uh, NFT? Oh, uh, if I can, if I can chime in there, um, there's this concept called like gas fees uh, that, that apply on the blockchain and uh, for different pl platforms, um, when the network gets congested, um, their, their gas prices will be high. So it'll, it'll probably talk, be like $6 um, in Ethereum, in US, my bad, $6 in USD prices in order to complete that transaction uh, private bidding or even buying um, that that digital asset. So that's, you said the $6 is taxed, like uh, tacked on top of that overall price. Yeah, and it, it's, always, it's always fluctuating up and down, uh, but some companies, um, have it to where um, there's like a, a normal flat rate and uh, some are variable. It's always changing. Got it. Where you can um... you can even you can even I just found this out on Sunday, but you can even mint tweets and sell those. Tweets. Tweets. How does that work? So um, same process as as you were talking about before. Um, there's this, this company, uh, if you go to v.cent.co, uh, cent as in C-E-N-T, -E like, like the penny cent, um, you can up, you authorize, you sign in with your Twitter account. Um, it, the, the website has, has a Twitter API built in. So you authenticate your Twitter account. Um, you, you copy and paste the tweet URL. You, um, you paste it in there. And then after that, it's, it's on there. And uh, I saw some Gary, Gary V, some, some bidders, I bid on one of Gary V's for like $11.11 um, in, in Ethereum. And like, there are all different, different kinds of tweets. Like Elon Musk uh, had tweets up there that he was selling. Um, Roham, uh, the CEO of Dabra Labs, also the man behind NBA Top Shot, had some tweets up there, uh, some other, digital creators well-known in the NFC space had some tweets up there, but I thought it was very interesting. Um, you purchased the tweet? Or so so like, what, they're, oh, what they're selling is, what they're selling is their, is their digital signature. Um, so think about if you had a, a 1986 rookie um, Michael Jordan uh, jersey, right? You want to get signed by him. Um, this is basically that same concept just applying on a digital space. So I guess it's, you're getting that, that validation that is signed by the creator, the creator's acknowledging uh, that, and you now have a digital tweet signed by, by that, by the author. The origin, you have the original tweet, not, not a picture of the tweet, not, 
not not a retweet of the tweet, but you have the digital signature I of the take original. It off Twitter, bro. Like, at I, that point, to I, me, I guess it's like a signature. <laughs> I guess it's like a yeah. I guess you kind of like like you said, it's like a signature. Like oh, like let me get your signature. Like it's not you know whatever you just found online with their like you know digital signature. In this point, like it's not like a PDF signature. It's like I got your autograph type joint. Like I have your actual. That's a little crazy thinking about the digital space, but um. Kind of like what I was on Edom, like what NFTs kind of sound like, like, they, like they're creating a new market, like they're yeah. just creating a new, uh, that's, that's what I understood from it or like, for that, that's kind of where I got it. Like they, yeah, like they just kind of like how they, you know, crypto was quote unquote like invented, like they just created a new market, you know? And I think Gary V was kind of saying, it was like, yo, for example, um, in this instance, say, say let's talk about like, you know, Pokemon cards, right? So say you buy an NFT of, you know, Pikachu, you know, level one, right? And 10 years from now, like, remember, there's only going to be one of that Pikachu level one card. So right now, say you may, you may purchase it for 500, like, oh, why am I paying 500 for a Pikachu card? But like 10 years from now, no one else, think about it, if you have it, no one else in the world has that Pikachu card, right? So, you know, some dude out there can be like looking to finish his, you know, Pokédex and he's like, yo, I need that Pikachu level one. <laughs> you know, I need that digital Pikachu card, you know, and you are the only person in the world who has that digital Pikachu. You bought it for 500 and 10 years from now, you don't know how much it's going to be worth. I just think it's crazy, um, NFTs as a concept, because it really just sounds like one of those like, I, I think tech decks and those games and those little like action figures you got out of those um, 25 machines that you would like uh, do at the store or the barbershop or something. And you just hold on to that and they're worth something forever. You know, Pokemon cards, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards were a big thing. I don't think anybody really, a lot of people really knew about it in 2020, but you know, you got people like Logic and, and Gary V spending like $200,000 on, on Pokemon cards alone just for like, you know, and I used to, you know, go crazy with Yu-Gi-Oh! And you'd be surprised at how much, you know, some of these cards are worth that you bought for like five or six bucks. Some of them are reselling for like 30, 40. So to me, NFTs is kind of like just something you kind of buy and then you kind of just forget about until, you know, um, you go through everything you own. But um, I think that's really like uh, um, interesting because it sounds like uh, the, the whole digital space as a whole is, is something I think that's really gonna you know grow grow real especially now after Tesla um, uh, just basically co-signed Bitcoin but um, I'm hearing a, like a lot of banks and stuff uh, I don't mean to you know shift the conversation but um, a lot of banks and stuff like Square they just bought some Bitcoin today and they said you know Bitcoin is um, it's, it's a way of, of, of getting wealth back you know it's like claiming wealth for yourself kathy wood from arc invest said bitcoin is like assurance from uh uh wealth seizure so i'm i'm, I'm not too sure on what that means but i'm assuming you know at the end of, I, I think i think and what she meant by that was uh you know you might lose a lot but at the end of the day you know your bitcoin hopefully is still there um considering you know how you lock it up in this time the third but um I guess, especially after uh, 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 Tesla did that whole thing about a week ago, you just see a lot of companies and, and a lot of organizations doubling down and and uh, announcing their stake in Bitcoin or their stake in some form of digital currency, which is huge because a lot of people, a lot of people, especially the people who like, you know, Bitcoin and Forex, they're always saying, you know, this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. 
you know, COVID's really changed everything. And then now here we are like second month into 2021. And if you hit Google, you'll see a lot of banks like SoftBank, Boney Mellon. Um, it's a lot of other companies are, are allowing Bitcoin to be used as forms of payment. They're letting you buy and sell Bitcoin with their app. Uh, so the digital space, uh, to bring it back full circle, you know, something like NFTs, you know, it started in 2017. Um, who knows? Like you said, many years from now, you know, people are going to say, oh, 2017 has started. Uh, I think up to date, I saw somewhere there's been up to about $174 million spent in the NFT space, which isn't a lot if you really think about it. It really, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. You said a million? Yeah. That's not a lot at all. It's not a lot. That's not at all. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's a great industry, I think, for people to break into real early. Um, like we, we talked about in our last episode with, with Top Figure, uh, do your research. Do your research. Look into uh, NFT trends. There's about, what I think you said November of 2017. So there's almost four years of data to look at trends for NFT. So really just look into what you think might be um, valuable. Oh, valuable, yeah. There you go. Valuable. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Pokemon Betsy gave was a good example. I think uh, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, those two, I really thought were gonna die uh, by the time you know we graduated college and everything. But they're still strong, making returns. So, you know, stuff like that. I think people should really uh, take a good look into. Yeah, man. I I keep my um my Pokemon cards and my Yu-Gi-Oh cards with me everywhere I go. Like whenever I move, <laughs> set some context there. What I like about that is like, there's, there's, there's so many, there's three factors to it, which are super important, right? The first factor is um, there's an audience around it. And there's more important audience, there's community around it. Uh, you have these, these players that, that are obsessed with um, the product. Like they, they love the art design. They might love the manga. They might love the anime. Um, they might love the video games. They might love, um, you know, the the shows or the, the physical products that, that come out, um, or or something about that that content like attracts them to it. So they have a very um, dedicated and loyal community and fan base. And then two, I think um, something that you guys can relate on is opening up the packs. Right? Um, I would nag my mom to like buy me packs of Pokemon cards and everyone we went to Walmart and the excitement that you just get from opening open up the pack and not knowing what's going to be in there is it, it just gets your heart racing because uh, you don't know what you're going to get and you might be you know you might be um, that that one kid I'm forgetting the kid who was in Willy Wonka but you know you might get the golden ticket and you know then it's like wow I have something of value and therefore I feel good about it and that once that dopamine hits, it's like, I want another one. And then, you know, then the third element is um, you can either collect or you can play competitively. So, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, they both had elements where there was, you know, vast amount of collectors. I would go to the comic book shop every Saturdays back when I was in middle school. And um, there I'd be collectors there looking to trade and swap, like fill with binders worth and you just flip through and flip through um or you have people playing competitively um and it just it it builds that that dedicated loyal fan base and i think those are things that really drive uh, those products and then now it's like okay how can we do this in the digital space 
which brings up NBA Top Shot. So could you go into the NBA Top Shot? Because I, I didn't, yeah. For sure, for sure. So uh, NBA Top Shot, um, I've been in for about a month and some change now. Um, I'm still fairly new compared to most. Uh, a little bit of background behind it. Um, the company behind it is Dapper Labs. Uh, different makers behind uh, CryptoKitties. Uh, they, they also have some other projects in the work uh, with um, UFC and uh, and Dr. Seuss um, digital assets. Uh, be on the lookout for those. Uh, but and they started uh, NBA Top Shot around, around the middle of last year. And what is their, there's NFTs, um, but in the digital space. And each pack of cards, because now they sell out. Uh, back then, um, like early January, um, late 2020, they weren't selling out how they are now. Um, you would get, you buy a pack of cards, and each card contained a different player. And like any card game, if you ever played, or even collectible cards, uh, there's serial numbers to them. Uh, you have every card is, is assigned a rarity, a rarity to it. And um, with that, there's also, you know, holographic cards. And these cards um, can sell on the marketplace that Dapper Labs has built uh, from anywhere from a, to a dollar uh, to, to 250 grand. So a quarter of a million dollars. Um, uh, yesterday, a LeBron James card sold for $208,000. $208,000. It's, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> And since it's on the blockchain, right? Like we talked about earlier, um, every transaction is accounted for. There's no need for a middleman anymore. There's no need for an appraiser. The market determines the price of the card and um, each transaction is, is secure uh, since it goes through the blockchain. And um, Dapper Labs, they use uh, Flow's blockchain and it's, it's absolutely incredible. I've been hooked now for the past couple of weeks after I really started getting more into it. At first I was like, you know, I'm just playing all this. I buy a couple of cards. I bought a Jimmy Butler card for a dollar uh, last month. And now it's uh, hovering around $122. And I was, you know, like, what? let's see what happens. Jimmy Butler is like one of my second favorite players. Dwayne Wade being number one. But you, as we all know, the NBA has a loyal fan base in, in almost every country. And there's thousands, there's millions of people around the world that love basketball. So um, the past couple of weeks, it's it's surged in growth and in users um, and amount of sales. Uh, uh, in the past six months, I was reading, uh, there's been $205 million in past sales from NBA Top Shot. So it's, it's absolutely insane. And if you think about the flip game, right? How you would flip cards, you know, like Gary Vee's huge on flip game. And he, he's huge on, uh, you know, going to uh, those um, garage sales. Garage sales. Yeah, he's huge <laughs> going to garage sales and, and flip life. But now since, you know, Corona came in last year, it's like, okay, how would you use digitally? So you can, you can flip now. Um, on NBA top shots. You have a card that you want, cool, hold it for a while, flip it. It's it's absolutely amazing. So is it all is it all NBA? So would they be considered NBA 
NFTs? Is that like what you would call the product or the like the actual cards? Would you call would you consider them NFTs? And would you just say like those are NBA NFTs? Is that how you describe it? I would call them NFTs uh, because in a sense they're they are digital collectible um, and a digital asset because it does have value. Uh, and it's also, it's been licensed by the NBA. Um, the NBPA, National Basketball Players Association, um, they've they've backed it. And now you have, in waves, NBA players keep coming in. They keep, you know, tweeting and fans keep gifting them cards. Uh, the first person to, to hop on a live stream and open up cards uh, was Josh Hart on the um, New Orleans Pelicans. And... Um, he was giving away cards and people were sending him cards all on his Twitch. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, Tyler Hero from the uh, Miami Heat. Let's, let's go Miami. He, mm-hmm. um, he's like the face of NBA Top Shot. Um, Andre Iguodala, uh, he was an early stage investor uh, in NBA Top Shot. So you have players now who in the NBA, we know like players are like the face of the league anyways. Um, and now it's like they have buy-in from from Dapper Labs. And so uh, when we talked earlier about building audience and building community, building that loyal fan base, it just gets it gets tighter and that that brings people brings people in. It's wow, it's absolutely amazing. That's crazy. That's crazy. I definitely I definitely have to look more into it now because um yeah, like you said, NFTs just like NBA like basketball cards, like just buy selling like you said like flipping it's it's all the same thing just digitally it's crazy it's crazy when you think about it like this is the digital age now but it's all the same concepts right that thing like really really gave that like a boost multiplier honestly i keep thinking you know you mentioned all these things i really think like yo if i had known if if you know i was sitting in my classroom when we got news that school was going to shut down for the next like <laughs> How long? So I really keep thinking about, yo, if, if I could at that moment, you know, take everything I own <laughs> and throw it towards, you know, something or other, you know, I really, you know, life would have been a lot different right now. But it, it's crazy to just see how, like, a lot of, like, um, you know, when something like that happens, like, uh, like COVID and whatnot, and then you see people take to the digital space, it's really crazy. And and I, not, I it's not crazy, but it's the word is like I guess profound how many avenues and and um, and streets and roads one can use the internet to make money for. You know, it's not just for gaming, it's not just for social media. It, it's I, I mean every day I'm learning. You know, every day I'm learning. There's so much other stuff. You know, who who would have thought? You know, Zoom was it was about like I don't know hundred dollar stock before COVID now it's trading at like 400, 500 bucks, you know? So it's just real crazy how like, um, I did just so much involved in, in, in one simple thing. And I'm and a, I'm a, I'm a piggyback off that and kind of change the topic only a little bit, but it just kind of just reminds me of, I think we were talking about the other day about like industrial revolution or whatever. And like, I remember I'll talk, I think I've been talking with my mom and you, but anyway, it's a conversation behind with like AI taking people's jobs. Right. And you know, it's the idea that like, yo, AI is coming, all these robots are going to be taking over jobs. 
but it's like this isn't the first time this has happened where there's just been in uh and type a type of industrial revolution if you don't want to you know not the exact industrial revolution but this is not the first time we've had some like technical technological revolution where you know something gets automated and you know a different sector starts to come up and people have been arguing this all the time yeah you know we're losing jobs like like you know manual labor jobs however there is a whole sector of AI, technology, IT, that is opening up because of this. You know what I'm saying? People ain't never going to be happy. They're going to be complaining they're losing jobs regardless, whether it be people or AI. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all better get with the program. For real. But, you know, as the stuff, as these digital assets, as these digital lanes, like, as these increase, like, these are ways to make income. It may not be a job job, but, like, do you need a job if you're making money flipping? Like there's like, you can eat you can eat regardless you know what I'm saying so you know obviously you know when I'm not saying flipping cards is going to necessarily you know take over a nine to five but it could you know it could people yeah. come up off of this 122 times his value right That's yeah how much the cards going for so imagine you can't buy him you know five Jimmy Butler cards but you know imagine you mentioned LeBron you know that's going for two hundred some thousand imagine when he retires man imagine you know, just how much it's going to be worth so it's just doing the research exactly it's just just showing you there's new avenues and like yeah jobs are getting lost which is unfortunate but there are jobs being created new sectors being created you know new industries being created um and this happened time and time again over over history so this is just another example of a new industry new sector you know it's being created and there will be people making money off of it so um if i can add it one more thing it's it's still early it's still relatively still early. early. It's still early. You said four years, less than you said less than two hundred million dollars. About one seven. The number I saw was one hundred seventy-four million dollars. One seventy-four. That may sound like a lot, but in terms of the amount of money that's in circulation in the world and type of any other industry, that is not a lot of money at all. And you know, he said Top Shot had about two hundred and five. Yep. In the past six months. Past six months. So you throw those two numbers together, you know, you're that's three hundred. Uh, 83 million you're not you're barely touching anything yeah barely touching anything so and that's a lot that's a lot of that's a lot of few things for you guys so um on that note so let's wrap up nfts um before before time runs out let's let's cover cciv real quick so um we are not brokers right we are not brokers uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not financial advisors this video is for entertainment purposes only <laughs> <laughs> i'm not your broker i'm not your financial advisor take whatever i say with a grain of salt and at your own risk <laughs> same with nba top shot too I don't want to hear that. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> so before I segue into this, the actually the GameStop hearing, um, I, they're doing a whole hearing about it to see for, I guess, market manipulation and whatnot. But the hearing is actually starting um, early March. So I'm going to try to follow it as best I can. And, you know, who knows? Maybe for the next midnight breakfast, we'll have some updates on, some that. Updates on that. But, um, yeah, don't do that. So like I said, anything, anything I... In the beginning, all these disclaimers, please play that again when you when you watch this. Listen, <laughs> play that again, and uh, don't come to uh, everybody each show for any grievances. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> however, yeah, <laughs> talk about this stock. So, um, uh, first midnight breakfast, I talked about um, Neo, uh, which is I called it the Chinese um, 
Tesla because they're not in the United States. Um, so now I'm back with Churchill. Um, it's the, the company's called Lucid Motors. Uh, the only way to invest in them is through CCIV, which is Churchill Capital. Um, What's Churchill Capital? Churchill Capital, great question, is a <laughs> SPAC. So a SPAC is a special acquisitions company. Uh, there are special stocks that are for the purpose of getting companies uh, listed on the NASDAQ, the New York Stock Exchange, rather than do, going through the IPO process. I don't know what the IPO process is, but it sounds like it's a lot of work if so many companies are turning to SPACs. So rather than going through that long um, process with all that paperwork, I'm assuming, um, they can go through a SPAC and um, just merge and be listed on the, the stock exchange. So SPACs are already on the stock exchange. And what they do is they find the company that- um, Is private. Is private, yes. And wants to come and make that marriage, that union, so they can be listed on the stock exchange. Uh, once that happens, they might change their um, ticker symbol. Uh, so an example of this is I think the comp I think the SPAC was IPOB or IPOC. They merged with a real estate company and now they're called Open Doors Technology, O-P-E-N. Um, so this is just for companies who really just want to skip that process and uh, go ahead with the merger. Uh, SPACs are real special invest or they're they're different from your normal stock because no matter what. They are valued at $10. Their net asset value is $10. So let's say I buy 10 shares of a $10 SPAC. Um, I'm entitled to that $100 I just spent. You know, So let's say the SPAC goes down to $9. If I hit sell, I'm not getting 90. I'm getting the 100. Um, so they're really dope to invest in whenever they're around the 10 to 13 or $15 range. Uh, most you'll lose is between 30 and 50 bucks if you buy 10 shares. And um, I don't know, they're really cool. To me, they're like, uh, uh, I wouldn't, I guess they're kind of like penny stocks on roids in the sense of like, um, they're still really cheap and you can make crazy gains off, off of them. Um, in the case of CCIV, I had a few shares when they were at $14. And now they're at, they peaked somewhere around 64 or um, at 60 or 64 bucks. So can, you can imagine if I had 10 shares or 100 shares or, you know, all this other stuff. But back to Churchill, I think that answered your SPAC question. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and um, so once they merge, so in the case of uh, IPOC or IPOB and Open Door Technologies, once they merge, Open Door Technologies can now fall below $10 and I won't be entitled to the $10 net asset value because it's no longer a SPAC. It was merged, and now it's a company uh, traded on the New York Stock Exchange. So um, big, big, like that's a big stipulation of SPACs. Um, so be careful if you plan on throwing a lot of your money into it. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, <laughs> So in the case of Churchill, uh, they're a uh, SPAC that's merging with um, Lucid Technologies. Lucid Technologies is a EV company based in the United States. Uh, they have a factory built, which is big because um, most of these companies, uh, besides Tesla and Neo, um, are working to get factories and all the basically the equipment, you know, together for this stuff. So um, they have a factory. Uh, 
unlike um, uh, to, uh, yeah, sorry, let me restart. Uh, they have a factory. Um, they have this thing called uh, Lucid Dream Drive, which is their AI and self-driving technology, which is basically what their uh, big, one of their big selling points is. Um, so last night, um, I don't know if anybody, any of our listeners have been watching, but they confirmed their merger news. And uh, the issue with these things, sometimes it's facts, is people, uh, it's called sell the news. So a stock will shoot up from 30. So I tell Bensky every day, you know, I give him like uh, update reports on, on, on how it's doing. So, you know, it'll go from 30 to 40 to 50. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get the news of a merger and then the stock kind of dies. And these are people just, you know, um, they hop on the SPAC while it's really low, 13, $15. And if it's, you know, potentially a profitable company, everybody rides the wave, um, similar to GameStop and stuff. And then once the merger news is announced, they just sell. So people have been paying attention. The market's been really red this week, uh, even towards the end of last week. Everybody's worried about interest rates going up, um, which would kill everything uh, in the market. But um, uh, my personal take on CCIVs, I think... um, I personally have some shares I plan on holding. Um, unlike uh, NEO, uh, they're based in America, which I know a lot of people love. Uh, and they, <laughs> um, they're, they're coming at Tesla. Uh, the CEO has been uh, making a lot of remarks talking about how Tesla isn't a real luxury vehicle company, um, that they're a real competitor. So uh, this company sounds very confident in what they're doing. They're very confident in their AI uh, dream drive uh, technology, which I don't think I mentioned, but you can, uh, it'll self-drive on highways only, not in residential areas, which is the only uh, upper hand Tesla has on this company. I believe one of the Tesla model cars can drive in urban areas yes. uh, but it, it, i think it's still in beta i think it's still in beta testing i'm not sure if it's really out but um i still think they're very close to tesla um i don't have any shares uh, any whole shares of tesla i told bensky it was a real dumb move on my part selling but if, if you know if you have tesla you'll notice it's been dying you know it was really close to hitting that one thousand dollar mark and i think it dropped about a uh, hundred plus since then so um, Churchill's right. I mean, I see Churchill right on its tail. Uh, people have been talking about Tesla can't keep up its current growth. So if you want a competitor, a competing stock, sorry, um, that's on the up and up, you should definitely take a look at Churchill. Um, it was valued at 60. Now I think it's somewhere between the uh, $35, $40 range. I'm not here to tell you when to buy, but um, just do your due diligence. Take a look at the stock. Uh, any questions? Um, none on my end. I guess like I guess like some more talking points. Like you said, it's a luxury vehicle. Um, so I guess the difference, like, or what's real important, is because Tesla. What makes them the difference is that Tesla is, is is supposed to be more of uh like the common man, right? So they just released a vehicle that's going to be like supposed to be uh valued or you can purchase at like twenty five thousand. So Teslas are are supposed to be for more like common folk, right? Like, but um in terms of EVs, like electrical vehicles, like not too many competitors have gone into the luxury competitive, uh, eh, luxury um, electrical vehicles, right? Even companies like, um, uh, like Mercedes-Benz or like some of those already luxury brands who are putting out EVs, 
um, they don't either, they don't have like, uh, you know, self-driving automation or they're not like specializing in, you know, luxury EVs. So that's what makes Lucid stand out, you know, is that they, they are specializing in luxury um, electrical vehicles. That's what makes them stand out. Um, also, you know, I think their starting price is like 75K for a vehicle um for one of their like lower models so like even how they're pricing it's like yo this is a high-end vehicle like we're, we're this is a high-end company this is a high-end vehicle they're not playing any games with that um and the fact that they do have a factory that's very clutch right because they can start production sooner than any of these companies who don't who are just based off of projections and what we could do yeah. so that's a really big move so i think it's going to be a really big like long or a better long-term investment you know what i'm saying like People want to get into Tesla. People, everybody, everybody wishes they got into Tesla and it was like 100, 200, 300 bucks. You know what I'm saying? So, um, everybody yeah. Wish everybody yeah. Nah, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I, ain't saying, I ain't say all that. I ain't say all that. But everyone wants to get into Tesla or, we you know, wants to get into the next big thing. Obviously, like you said, like, you know, I, I can't sit here and be like, this is going to be the next big company. However, based on, you know, the news and, and the projections and stuff, this company has a lot of potential. So, um, definitely something um, you guys want to consider. Okay get yourselves into and you always sorry want to diversify uh way my personal plan is i like to i don't like to just get one uh one leader in its um business or field so if it's just electric vehicles i'm not going to sit here and just you know only own tesla you know i'm going to you know do my research i'm going to look at uh neo i'm going to look at you know ccib i'm going to look at um uh, Lee or XPEP, so all these other companies. I'm not just gonna sit here and do one. So I, I, I especially, especially me, I missed out on Neo. I'm gonna put my hands in every other pot, you know, I, I can, and and um, literally diversify my po- portfolio and 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 and, and eat up. Everybody hey, eats. Yeah. Everybody. You know, I, I feel you on um on Neo. I had paper hands uh, when I first bought Neo around the two dollar range and. Uh, didn't didn't know I had right and sold that thing and now it's like wow it's tragic wow and I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what what a lot of retails retail investors just don't don't get or they might have learned the hard way like like I did uh, especially last month oh Jesus uh, is that um, you just have to hold for long term uh, I saw a comment that said you know if you if you don't hold it in the red, then you don't deserve um, you don't deserve it while it's in the green. So, yeah, don't don't have paper hands. Have diamond hands with these these valuable stocks, especially the ones that you can see. Um, you know, just being still being here and and gaining in value for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Like Elon Musk has a whole plan on on Tesla. Um, it's it's not even confidential on his website. Um, yeah, the, the master plan of it, and now it's in in phase two or phase do, um, D E U X in French, and it's it's all available online. I, I like leaders with a long long term vision. Um, you know, we were talking about that, like having uh, leaders in in that sector that you, you see are going somewhere. That's I think that's a great strategy to have. And again, I'm not. I'm not, no, this is not financial advice, uh, but um, I think it's it's advice worth worth uh, chewing on uh, on your midnight breakfast. For sure, and for sure. The best part is, you know, um, 
you take a look at companies like Apple and Tesla. Um, if Tesla does terrible on their earnings, um, all right, not every time, but there were times where, you know, Tesla and Apple, they both drove the market up because of their upcoming splits. Tesla recently reported their earnings and they tend to do bad during earnings and they did terrible during their earnings and Apple dropped as well because of it. So um, that goes to say, if you know, for the most part, if one of these big stocks or big name stocks in their sector and stuff, if they move up or down for the most part, you know, the other stocks, they're going to move too. So we all, you know, we want to eat, we want to see green. So, you know, hopefully, you know, if you see a lot of green, chances are the other stocks in that sector are, they're pushing green too. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, um, on that note, I think that that wraps up today's midnight breakfast, right? So we covered uh, NFTs, non fungible tokens, right? Digital assets, they're all unique. Um, digital collectibles, rather, right? So digital assets, digital collectibles, each one is unique. Um, it's only about four years into the game, um, so something you want to look into. We covered NBA Top Shot. Um, get yourself an NBA card, right? If you love playing basketball, uh, you know, look into that. Um, just like NBA, like NBA trading cards, but digitally. So that changes the game. Um, and then we covered CCIV, Churchill Capital, merging with Lucid Motors, luxury electrical vehicle. Um, definitely once we get more charging stations, they are coming out of charging stations. That's another thing too, right? I believe they're supposed to be coming out of charging stations. So more charging stations, EV, like EVs, like it's, it's here and it's the future, right? So we're not talking about, a what if what kind of industry we're talking about industry that's already here that will continue to be in the future so you know there's no you know reason for you to be skeptical about the whole industry it's it's here um so luxury evs um one is going to be one of the competitors with tesla and you know you like that tesla they can't be the only ones out there you know with evs they're probably going to have the most famous one in the name but they're going to be a bunch of other companies that are coming right after them like any other car industry and any other industry out there so Again, not financial advisors. We're just here bringing out some information and some entertainment, right? This is all, all that purely <laughs> for entertainment purposes, right? So um, that, that wraps up today's Midnight Breakfast. And Manuel Perez, thank you very much for joining us. We hope we, uh, you can continue joining us on these Midnight breakfast, yeah, current <laughs> events, Midnight <laughs> Breakfasts. Thank you for having me. And for all our listeners, if you're still tuned in, make sure if you're not subscribed, please, please, we're asking you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the notifications, be up to date with all the content that we have coming out, current events, brand new episodes, uh, YouTube videos, clips, a lot of new content coming out, right? So you definitely want to be up to date. If you're following us on social media, on Instagram, that's everybodyeats.pod on Instagram. If you're following us on Twitter, that's ebepod. And if you want to follow us and if you want to subscribe on YouTube, that is Everybody Eats Show on YouTube. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and share. Sharing is the most important thing. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friend's phone, grab it. Your ex's phone, whoever your phone you're going through. Like a review, Le- comment, share, send the link to their family group chats, their work group chats, their group chats. All that. All that. All that, all that. Don't be selfish. Everybody eats. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.